Hello everybody and welcome back to another empty review. Uh, this is a side show I do where I talk about my favorite things I've been watching and listening to recently for this episode. I'm going to be talking about the first two episodes of the brand new Star Wars show, the first ever live action Star Wars show, The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Uh, right now, Disney Plus is all the buzz. Everybody's getting it. Everybody's going through nostalgia trips, all that kind of stuff. And um, besides all the nostalgic old school, you know, Disney content, they also have a few uh, big new, like original content they've, that they've brought to Disney Plus. Um, one of them has been High School Musical, the musical, the series for you know for younger crowds. Uh, the World According to Jeff Goldblum is another show they have where I think that's more for older people. Uh, who are into National Geographic stuff, a.k.a. AKA dads. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, the I mean, those are pretty big, but the main big one is uh, the new Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. Like I said, the first ever live-action show. And I'm going to be talking about the first two episodes. They've come out in around, like, a, in a four-day, you know, period of time. Uh, but then uh, going forward is going to be weekly. So for now, I'll review these two first. Um, you know, you I'm sure everybody has heard. If you're even a slight Star Wars fan or even just a TV fan in general, you know about The Mandalorian. This is this has been one of the most anticipated shows of the year by far. Um, not just for Star Wars fans, but like I said, even TV fans or just any fan that in, is interested in this kind of world um, in the, you know, fantasy science fiction world. Um and yeah, like I said, I'm going to be talking about the first two episodes. Episode 1, Chapter 1, doesn't really have a title. But Episode 2, Chapter 2, The Child, it does have a title. Which, you know, if you're going to go by Chapter, you know, Chapter Blank, you know, a colon blank, I feel like the first chapter should have had at least even just pilot or something like that, which would be appropriate because he is the pilot of a ship. But whatever. Um... Yeah, I'm going to talk about episode one really quickly, but then I'm going to move on to episode two because that's the most recent one that's come out. And that's the one that I really want to talk about. Um, but from first, from episode one, I'm going to read a little bit of what it's about. Um, it was directed by Dave Filoni. Uh, let me see the writing credits that there are for this episode. Uh, and it was written by John Favreau, who also created the show. Um, and and I mean, Dave Filoni, in case you don't know, he's um he's been he was behind Sours the Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, like he's behind a lot of animated shows. This is first ever live action thing that he's uh, directed, and man, what a great job! He set the tone incredibly well for this series with how well directed the show is. That's one thing you cannot take away. It's beautiful. Look, and you know, it's hard to talk about just ep episode one and not talk about episode two. So I'm just gonna talk about episode one really quickly and move on to the main episode that I want to talk about. Um, also. You know, I'm going to talk spoilers because who the fuck wouldn't do spoilers for TV episodes? So that's what I'm going to do. You know, the first episode, it seems like a world building in like Mandalorian building more than anything. We got to see what this guy's about. We see how he does his business. He, we see how good he is, but also the things that he's learning. That's pretty much what you see in this episode. But the big twist at the end is that he finds a young, uh, a young Yoda. Um, that's how the episode ends. Um, and people were like, people enjoyed it. People thought it was really good, but you know, some people were like underwhelmed a little bit by it, but man, now that's all I'm going to say about episode one, because now I want to move on to episode two, the child chapter two of the child directed by Rick Famuyiwa, 
who the director of Dope, who I don't think he has done really anything ever since that movie. This might be the high the the following that movie. This might be the highest profile thing that he's done in a while. Um, so that's good. It's good to see him, and man, he does a great job directing. But I'll get into that in a second. Um, it was written by John Favreau. I think he wrote this entire series, seems this entire show himself, which would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, here's the description of the episode. Target in hand, the Mandalorian must now contend with scavengers. Right. So this episode picks up where the last one ended, where now the Mandalorian has this little Yoda he's carrying around. And, you know, he goes back to his ship and finds out there's been little Yawas, I think they call it. Look, look, oh yeah, that should have been the first thing I said. Look, if anybody's listening to this, just know this. I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. I just got to preface this. I haven't seen the original trilogy or the prequels. I've only seen The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi because they're recent movies that I was interested in. Having gone back and look at the lore, I don't know shit about Star Wars. I'm just watching this as a filthy casual. And look... This episode, man. Look, and the reason I even say that, too, because I want to say this. Even though I haven't watched a lot of Star Wars, for some reason, this felt like Star Wars to me. And I haven't even seen any of those older movies. So how the fuck would I know if it felt like Star Wars? But it just did. It felt it felt special. It felt different from any other sci-fi and fantasy property. And I don't know exactly how to describe it. I think maybe it's a glorious as fuck music that they're playing. Maybe. I don't know exactly what it is, but... Yeah, for some reason, it just felt like Star Wars to me. I'm not even a Star Wars fan. So that, that should speak about volumes about the quality of this episode. Um, and look, even in the beginning of when the, how this episode started, I was just kind of like, this show, I feel like if this wasn't a Star Wars show, people wouldn't really talk about it, right? Because to me, at first, the way it started was kind of simple. But by the end, man, I was fucking hooked. That was like, by the end of this episode, I was freaking hooked. And, and yeah, the episode itself and so far the show itself is kind of pretty basic you know what i mean it's pretty pretty much an adventure basic adventure sci-fi fantasy show you know what i mean that's really what it is but i don't know i guess the elements that even though it's basic the the elements that it make that is made out of are so well done that you can't help but you know admire what's happening i mean let's talk about i can break this down part by part let's talk about the fucking budget and the way the show looks. And I'm not even talking about the cinematography, which I'll get into in a second. I'm talking just how expensive it looks and how realistic it looks. Everything look looks just like this is a real world. It looks like a movie. And I mean, you know, spending $15 million an episode, that's bound to be the case. The, the, the fucking looks amazing. All of this looks great. Um, that's the one thing that, you know, really stuck out to me, how amazing this shit looks. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, um, I guess I can go straight into directing and the cinematography, man. Rick Famuyiwa, he definitely make, made a great comeback with this fucking episode because this shit looked gorgeous. There's some shots in this that are amazing. There's one shot in particular that, I, that I'm stuck on that I love so much was like the tracking of uh, the little Yoda and its little pod as it's floating and it's like centered on the, on the shot. And it's like, you know, following it, it's tracking it a little bit. I fucking love that shot. And there's so many more of those kind of shots that are just like so unique and just beautiful. Like the the world. Oh, shit. Somebody coming in. I don't know. The world that this is that this thing is creating. It's just incredible. Like, I really, really am loving how it looks. Now, let's talk about, I mean, the plot itself, like I said, is pretty basic. But I mean, I was really engaged in what was happening. So, you know. 
it could be basic all, all at once but if i really enjoy it then you know it did its job i don't think um you know and again like i said it's pretty basic so it's not like one of those shows like mr robot or watchmen that you have to dig in and deep dive and like you know try to connect a thousand dots together and try to figure out the theories and stuff no it's pretty simple but it's so well done you can't help but be engrossed by it that's the main thing i took away from this episode at least um what else what i mean the fucking music man ludwig goranson is such an amazing composer and i can't believe you know i'm actually kind of glad or like it's kind of cool to know somebody that go through the ranks of their perspective fields from the time they weren't as known like i remember ludwig gorison from you know because the internet because of that album like that's how i know him like him producing for childish gambino and then making such an amazing album and now to see where he's going from there i mean black panther um that's uh, what else uh, uh, uh oh creed obviously the, that was amazing uh score and black panther was an amazing score too then you see that he's doing this whole show and man so far this sounds amazing and then you jump to the fact that he's going to be doing the new um uh uh, uh what's his name uh fuck dunk dunkirk director for some reason that's the first thing that came to my mind um what the fuck is his name christopher Fuck! What? What? What can I remember? Dunkirk director. This is a big brain fart. This is Christopher Nolan. Jesus Christ! How did I not remember Christopher Nolan? Just a brain fart. Nothing crazy. But yeah, now he's gonna be scoring the new Christopher Nolan movie. That's how big he's glo- he's he's gone now. And just I mean, yeah, I can't even get over how well the music is. Like music, I think is a big part of what makes Star Wars Star Wars, right? I think that's one of the things that differentiates it from other sci-fi fantasy pro- uh, projects. And, I mean, you know, Ludwig Gorison is definitely picking up on the slack for that. I mean, the way the the score for how this episode ends with the Mandalorian flying away and seeing the little guy who helped them, like, waving. I was like, what the fuck? Is this, like, the end of a movie? The end of a two-hour movie I'm watching? Like, it felt that epic. And I guess that's the good thing about scores. That's what it should do. But, yeah, the music, again, is amazing. Um... I mean, I'm trying to think, what else exactly did I love about I mean, like I said, the plot, even though basic, I love the little Yawas, I think. Oh, and I mean, obviously, I got to talk about the big moment with the little Yoda using the Force. You know, that's, uh, that's you know, that's those are big implications for, you know, what the... And I guess they don't know what Yoda, what Yodas do, you know what I mean? And I guess they don't know what the fuck the Force is. Is this something that's hidden? Because how do they not know what the little Yoda did? Look, this is where my lack of um, Star Wars knowledge is shining through. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was just, I mean, that's obviously the big moment. Yoda using the, the, the Force. And, I mean, the whole sequence with the Mandalorian fighting that big-ass monster, the big, that, that the, you know, intergalactic rhino was great. That was an amazing sequence. Ending with the Yoda using the Force was just the cherry on top. Um, them, him finding the eggs to give to the little Yawas only for them to eat it was, you know, kind of expected. I was like, what if they just eat that shit? Cause it's an egg. So I was like, why don't they just, why do, what if they just eat it? And then they eat that shit like a coconut. Um, so that was fun. That was, I mean, that was so cute and funny. All the Yawas were like, they reminded me of like Star Wars minions. That's what they were even, especially with their speech. That's what they sounded to me. They sounded like minions, which is funny because, um. Maybe they will become like Disney's version of Minions somehow, but I, yeah, they, they were so cute. I mean, Yoda, the little Yoda is so fucking cute. I can't get over that. 
it's incredible how cute he is. I mean, Pedro Pascal, again, look, in episode, somehow in these past two episodes, Pedro Pascal has been able to capture such emotion just with his voice and his body language. Like, you know what I mean? You don't even see his face. You can't, like, face is a big part of acting because that's how you see, like, eyes, you know, face movement. That's how you kind of can tell what an actor's emotions are. But so far, you haven't seen his face, but he looks fucking, he's great. He's he's definitely selling all his emotions as much as he can. And there's a lot of other factors, like, you know, music, um, the way he's starting to shed his frame, all that. You know what I mean? Like, slowing things down. It's a lot of other elements helping this, but so far, man, I I, I think yeah, he Pedro Pascal has been amazing. Um, I wonder if he's gonna show his face. You know, people, that's a big question for this show: is he gonna show his face? And I can see that happening like the episode before the last, um, like where things, because you know, in, in a regular structure of a show, uh, usually either the episode before the last or two episodes before the last is when like. They're down on the dumps, you know what I mean? That's when they're down in their luck, and then they have to rise back up and succeed and triumph. So I could see either the last episode, no, no, the second to last or the third to last episode, we see uh, Pedro Pascal's face. I think they're definitely saving that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the so far, I mean, like I said, again, it's such a simple story. So, I mean, there, there ain't that much else I can talk about for this, but... You know, it's just enjoyable so far. It's really enjoyable. It's really well done. Why couldn't? Why wouldn't anybody watch it? And look, and that's just me, who's a this Star Wars casual. Imagine like the diehard Star Wars fan. I'm actually after doing this review, I'm gonna watch some other reviews that people have of um of the show. Like, I want to see what people are saying about it because, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like I want to see because I'm sure these Star Wars fans are like losing their minds over this episode. Because again, even to me, who's not a Star Wars ep- uh, Star Wars fan, it felt like a Star Wars episode or Star Wars content, like old school Star Wars content. So, yeah, these fans must be jizzing all over themselves. Um, yeah, and that's it. Uh, that's all I have to say about this episode. I mean, I said pretty much everything. Nothing really crazy happens. Only a 30-minute episode, which... Okay, I gotta talk about this. Disney hadn't revealed that these episodes were only gonna be 30 minutes. So far, the first one was 39. This one's 30. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of... I guess they didn't want to ruin the hype, but they didn't want people to get like, Oh my god, it was why is it so short? And now they're just leaving it a secret, but, you know... They are packing a lot of stuff in there. Like, who would have thought you would see a 30-minute Star Wars episode, especially considering the way TV was back then? Because, you know, you know, dramas were never fucking 30 minutes. Are you serious? No, they were um, they were hour long, 45 minutes to hour long for sure. 30 minutes were reserved for comedies. And now, you know, a, a Star Wars show, a dramatic Star Wars show is getting 30 minutes. It's kind of crazy how, you know, runtime is changing for TV episodes. Um, but yeah, uh, what else that I gotta say real quick before I'm done? Oh yeah. The other thing that somebody noticed, I was listening to a podcast talking about, uh, the last, uh, episode one of uh, this show and they pointed out that they're, that Disney is like having little blank, uh, you know, before a show goes into commercials and after it comes back, there's like a blank, uh, blank screen. I didn't realize they were doing that and they are. So they're kind of structuring these episodes to be repurposed later on with ads, which is kind of fucked up because it's like it's streaming. You know what I mean? It's not cable, it's streaming, but you know, at least the episodes of, I mean, you know, still there ain't no, um, 
uh, commercials and that little blank, that black blank space that happens in between kind of scenes sometimes that they do, it doesn't last long. So you can barely tell if you're not paying attention to that. But I was paying attention to that and I noticed that and I'm like, shit, okay, obviously they're going to repurpose this shit to play in the Disney Channel or something. Which is, you know, I don't think you should really, you know, I guess I'm a, 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 a not a cable purist, but a, a, a premium TV purist where it's like, keep that shit, like, make it one continuous thing. Don't make little breaks and then plan to water this shit down later, but it is Disney at the end of the day. And, um, and the fact that this show is PG is surprising. Um, it is surprising in theory, but then you see it and you're like, I guess I can get away with all this with a PG writing and it's still enjoyable for all ages. So I'm not complaining. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say. So that is all for this episode of empty reviews. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and I'll catch you guys in the next one.